You've discovered TalkZone.com, the best in Internet talk radio. You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmé Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life. Mastering Ourselves offers sound answers to life's tough questions so that life can make more sense to you and healthy directions become clearer. Keith and Charmé bring you over 80 years of seasoned experience. They pursue truth and insights that are neither left nor right, but spiritually sound and centered, and can be used as a spiritual compass to help you on your path. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. Let's see, we have some interesting guests today who um, have spent 25 years in the hazard waste experience. We asked them to come on because when you have 25 years in the hazard waste uh, remediation uh, job, you start to change your lifestyle to remove toxins that are all over the place, many of which people don't even realize are going on. I hazard to agree with you. <laughs> it's scary stuff. It is. I mean, they've I got- mean if we know what's really going on... Uh, you know, I like what these people do on many levels, their diet, uh, what they do in their yard, and we're going to get into that on this show. Yeah, you know, Keith and I really do pretty good on a lot of what they're suggesting here, but they even say things like they won't take any drugs, not even aspirin. I'd like to know what they do about <laughs> migraines because I get those on occasion. You know, I get some uh, sprays or fertilizer for the yard, and, and they cost a bit and stuff, and I just can't get myself to put them on the yard because, you know, it's just not right. And I go to try. I don't know what's wrong with it, but I know something's wrong because I, I just can't get it out there. And apparently, it's going to pollute the yard. Right. So, you know, th- these people have been in the trenches working with this stuff that is really hazardous to our well-being. Mm-hmm. And from that, they have a list of suggestions that they make on what you might want to be aware of in your life because they know what hazard waste can do to your body. So without further ado, would you welcome to the show uh, Bob and Ruth Haig. How are you doing this evening? Pretty good. Cool. Very fine, thanks. Thanks for joining us. Yes. Let's start out with, um, you know, some people would know about this and some people don't, so let's just go. Uh, you have come around to basically going after organic foods is what you ingest more than any other kind of foods. Why is that? Well, if you, all the other foods that aren't organic have some sort of chemical sprayed on them. Um, you know, if you have fruits and vegetables that they've put bug spray on, um, and we just don't choose to eat that. What does it do to your body? Let's go there. <laughs> well, it's um, it, it varies according to what chemical you might might have been sprayed on your food. And uh, <clears throat> what I actually do, and I, I'm afraid Ruth is going to tell me that this is a bit dull, but I go to a U.S. EPA website with the name of each chemical that I'm worried about, and I look at what potential harm it might do. And I think Bob and I maybe are a little fanatic, but we always worry about cancer is the biggest thing. Sure. You get enough of this stuff, and it's going to take you off to an unnatural kind of direction. Yeah, yeah. It, and and you I know think what? we mostly got over to organic food. I was writing a book about um, my friend who died of breast cancer, and that just convinced me to go over to organic milk. <laughs> and so I think that started the trend. I see. 
You know when they spray foods that you know they'll tell you, well, just wash it off. But to me, I would think it's it's not only on the surface, and I don't even know if you can wash it off without some pretty strong soap. But isn't it in the the vegetables or fruit cellularly? Well, yeah, anything that fertilizers have been put on the ground um, is going to be taken into the food. Yeah. You know, I think the problem is, is that this has been going on for so long and that people are ingesting so much of it. And, you know, we actually also think and believe that it isn't just what we're ingesting, but also our emotions and where we're stuck and those sort of things that cause problems. But eating uh, toxins on top of toxins on top of toxins for years doesn't help anything. It starts to numb and dumb you out. Right. So... Is this what you're finding? Oh, that we're not numb and dumb now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel, I feel, I feel pretty comfortable here. <laughs> we just feel better about ourselves. I think every year, um, since, especially since we stopped taking drugs, um, we feel more in control of our bodies. And by drugs, are you talking over the counter or those funny kind? Oh, no, over the counter. We never do the illegal drugs. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll go through quite a bit of pain before I'll do any drugs. And, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll do, do water. I'll flush myself. I'll rest. I'll get cooler or hotter. I'll have more vegetables or fruit or herbs. Uh, before I'll go to the next level of either doctor's care or health professional care or drugs. So what do you do to substitute, like, if you've got a killer headache? Well, a lot of times when you have a really bad headache, um, a couple things work. You can go out and exercise, and that helps quite a bit. So sometimes we go jogging. Um, and the other thing is we find that taking a really hot shower and just having it beat on your head helps quite a bit. Interesting. You get a lot of benefit from various forms of relaxation. A lot of times with a headache, we find that, or at least I find, that we can relax the headache away. So basically, you guys have shifted from uh, relying on medicines and whatnot uh, to relying on taking responsibility for your own well-being. Right. And, and it's not a thing that happened real fast. It sort of no. came on us gradually. Pay, yes. Paying attention and like, you know, uh, I don't like the effects of that. And you keep searching and you start finding a piece here and a piece there. Right. It's kind of interesting to me. Keith and I have come into the same place of being responsible for our well-being, but we've done it slightly different. You guys are doing it more from the toxic and, you know, staying away from toxins. We've done it more from paying attention to what attitudes cause disease and taking responsibility for getting your head on straight and your emotions and whatnot. But they both kind of head to a place of let's be responsible for our well-being. Correct. So so a lot of this is based on being in touch with ourselves and working at it. Right. Just just like that. Yep. I was also curious about how you take care of fleas. Well, we fight with that. <laughs> we find that we're kind of nomadic. So every time we move to a new place, we seem to get our dogs get fleas. And it takes us three or four years to get rid of them. And what we normally do is we bathe the dogs quite frequently. Now we're on to kind of a mint shampoo. And we have feeder chips that we put in their run. And um, what else do we do, Bob? That's about it. Um, well, if we really have, well, if we really have a problem, we have used um, diatomaceous earth. 
which uh, tends to cause in, to draw the moisture out of insects. It's a little little nasty, but then they've been mean to us. I understand. So does the weather ruin the diatomaceous earth, or you just mix it in with the soil, or what? Um, yeah, we mostly use it in uh, indoor spaces or spaces where the rain doesn't fall. I like, see. We have a groundhog that brought a few fleas to us, and we shot the diatomaceous earth into the groundhog hole, and never mind if he had to sneeze. Yeah. It's not really a pet groundhog. It's just one that was living in our yard. Yes, I understand. <laughs> did it, did it, did it come out looking like he powdered his face? I bet you haven't. <laughs> have you guys heard of uh, nematodes? Yeah. Have you tried that? No, we haven't. We haven't gone to that step. Okay. You know, uh, in dealing with um, health problems and um, you're not doing drugs, uh, do you do any herbs that you find that seem to help you, vitamins, minerals, or herbs? We actually don't. Um, we stick to just a, a very balanced diet of fruit, vegetables, a little bit of meat, um, and and we haven't really gone into herbs. Our daughter has a little bit more, but you, we have not. You know, that sounds really healthy. I mean, you might get more herbs, but if it's working for you, that's fine. But I find... For me, vegetables most of all really help, and fruit, and then a little bit of meat, and you know that seems to really do a lot of good. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Just uh, maintaining a balance, and then again, it sounds a little dull, but adding exercise to that and yep. rest, and you pretty much got it all. You can do enjoyable exercise too. Yeah. Do you do? Yep. Uh, and, oh, go ahead. Oh, and not enjoyable exercise, depending on the day. That's right. <laughs> and the weather. This morning was quite hard. <laughs> so uh, what do you think about grains? Uh, we do grain cereals in the morning. Uh, what's your opinion on those kind of things? Yeah, we do those. We eat um, actually organic um, cereal, organic grain cereal, and Bob loves rice. Does that qualify as a grain? Yeah, I, I love yeah. rice, too. It does yeah. a lot of good for me. Brown rice, right? Yeah, that's when you're being good. <laughs> <laughs> but we um, we trade off on cooking here, so each of us has a couple of nights, and our, our adult daughter lives with us also. So when Bob has his night, that's when we have rice. <laughs> you know, um, you know that's a good way to do it. But uh, these two folks, they've uh, written a book on um, old married friends' advice, and it's really good. You know, it's a good tag team best friends marriage uh, that they have so we got wisdom coming in from a lot of directions here and i charmaine and i really enjoy this <laughs> great um let's see what do you do with uh mice and rats um if you have them instead of spraying them and that kind of stuff what do you do well there's a couple of things um one is that mice like to enter your house through little holes and they like to be under cover of bushes so mm -hmm. we try not to have vegetation real close to the base of the house um if we see we don't have cats because we have dogs but if we see a cat living in the yard we certainly encourage it by giving it food because we figure a cat will will help with the mice and with rats we just totally freak out don't we we haven't had rats very often yeah, maybe we should come back to the rats and first mention that we have a very tiny live trap for the mice. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah. And so if we get too many mice around the house and if we have a neighbor that we don't like, then we take the live trap and we move the mice to the property line of the neighbor we don't like. You're, no you're naughty. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's very moral of yours. <laughs> <laughs> 
Of course, we can't really say much because we had a, a a very nice rat in our garage, and Keith just happened to catch it in a bag. So he just picked up the bag and took it like three blocks down to a field and let it go free. Now listen yeah. to this. A week later, he's up there in the house again. <laughs> he said, "Well, he he's likes, a sweet guy." Yeah, he's a sweet guy. He really likes us. We like him too, but. Oh, no. Yeah, but you know you don't want all his little uh, excretions in the garage. Oh, or you don't want his relatives around. Yeah, right. you, don't, you don't want his family coming in also. And uh, fertilizers. What do you do with instead of using the traditional fertilizers? I mean, you can get compost or um, manure, and that's pretty good, isn't it? Well, we yeah we make compost. I mean, every every vegetable scrap uh, that we don't use in the house goes into our compost pile, uh, summer and winter, and. Um, and we wind up generating a sufficient amount of compost to to be all the fertilizer we need. So there's an art to that. What do you do to make compost? Because it's so good for the soil, and a lot of people don't know the recipe. It is an art. Um, and the first thing that I do is not go out and buy the fancy container. But uh, I just compost in in piles, in layers, I, I basically have... Yeah, just throw it in a pile and keep throwing stuff on top, right? Yep, but you do have to layer it. You have to have a certain amount of dry material in a layer and then a certain amount of your fresh vegetative material. Uh, if you have grass clippings, a, a certain amount of that. And if you get any one of those in too large uh, an accumulation, then the thing won't work right. Wow. So then you, then you need about every week to turn the whole thing over. Okay. And keep mixing it up. Yep. We used to have a small farm, organic farm. Yeah. And uh, we uh, still, we don't have that, but we still have the pitchforks. Ah. So we can turn our compost pile. Yeah, those good old pitchforks. They, they're almost gone now. Yeah, there's three of them here. <laughs> we'll come on over tomorrow. <laughs> okay, you're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts. We're talking today about what are the, some of the alternative ways you can do life without having all the toxins around. Uh, our guests today are Ruth and Bob Haig, uh, who have a business, Hazardous Waste Remediation. We'll be right back. 